Hello and welcome to the Ace of Bases Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It is July 22nd, 2020, just one day away from the start of the MLB season. We've been waiting a long time for this one. I'm your host, Michael Sunday. You just got done listening to the intro music, which is Win the Moment. And it cannot be more true for fantasy baseball. Win the moment, win the day, win the week, win the month, win your season. Get your trophy, get your money. Today, we're going to be talking about three late round deep dives. If you've already drafted, some of these players could be available via your wave of wire in some of the shallower leagues. We're also going to talk about my NFBC draft main event that I had on Monday night. A lot of great players in that league. It was very fun to draft, very competitive and very difficult. And then, of course, we're going to end the segment with life hacks. Holy cow! So now I'm going to talk about three players I suggest you target after pick 250 in your drafts. If you've already drafted and you play in shallower leagues, these guys could be available on your waiver wire. Uh, The first one is Teoscar Hernandez of the Toronto Blue Jays. 27-year-old offers a nice mix of power and speed. He was the only player in MLB last year to have a batting exit velo of over 91 miles per hour and a sprint speed of over 29 feet per second. He had a average exit velo of 91.1 and his sprint speed was 29.1 according to baseball savant only player in mlb so that shows you that he does have a nice mix of power and speed uh he batted 230 overall last year 26 home runs and six stolen bases and that was in 464 plate appearances but he had 18 of those homers after the all-star break and had a 259 average now it's going to be hard to repeat that 259 average because he has a swinging strike rate of 14.7 and K'd 33% of the time. He really has a difficult time identifying breaking pitches, so it's going to limit his overall average. I drafted him in my main event the other night. I had him in the 19th round at 279 overall. So I feel it's a good value. Get a little bit of both power speed at that point of the draft, not really investing a whole lot. And, He's young enough where he could have his his full-out breakout season. He's batting seventh in Toronto, so counting numbers are going to be a little bit difficult to come by, but still a a great value that late in the draft. Next player I'm going to talk about is a veteran, uh, Robinson Cano of the New York Mets. He is 37, uh, batting third in that Mets lineup that should be very good. So kind of the opposite of Teoscar where batting seventh. At third, he's he's going to have good counting numbers. Cano should bat you about 275 as he uh, has a good hitting profile. Last year, his exit velo was 90.8, but he had trouble with his uh, hamstring. Now, the year before, it was 93.1 exit velocity average, so that, that that's elite, along, along with his uh, 16.1K percentage, which is uh, near elite. Um, it's another guy I picked in, in the main. I had a uh, target him. It was a pick. 309 overall at his 21st round. He's going to play. Um, there's 24 million reasons why he's going to play. And the Mets GM wants to prove that uh, he didn't make a mistake by trading Jared Kalinick and Justin Dunn. So he's going to try to get everything out of Cano that he can and uh, at least try to prove that the trade was uh, not so weighted and heavily of the Seattle Mariners. The last player that I've been focusing on and more on waivers to keep an eye on. I've drafted a couple of draft champions 
And that's uh, Scott Barlow of the Kansas City Royals. 27-year-old was used in high leverage situations last season. Um, he proved himself. He is a strikeout pitcher. He had a 14.2 swinging strike rate last year. He cut his fastball usage from 53% of the time to 35% of the time last year. And he uh, used his slider. It was up from 26% of the time to 43. And it really proved as a nice pitch mix, and it was really effective. His fastball sits at 94. He has three-plus pitches, the fastball, slider, and curve. And he's uh, toying with a new sinker. Uh, right now, he is the setup man to Ian Kennedy. He could get traded. Ian Kennedy could, and Barlow could step in. Uh, like I said, he is used in high leverage situations. He even was a bit unlucky last year with a BABIP of 337. The thing that limits Barlow the most is his control. As a lot of relief pitchers, they have a little bit of difficulty. His ba- uh, base on balls per nine last year is 4.73. So if he was to knock that down just slightly and get the opportunity to close games, he could be a huge value to sitting right out there in the waiver. He's on, in the main events. He, most most uh, leagues, he's a, he's a clear free agent. So really like Scott Barlow. Just uh, put a little highlight check next to him and kind of watch the Kansas City Royals progress, see how he's doing early on, and maybe do an early pickup and uh, be ahead of, the, ahead of the group so you can get him. quick my nfbc draft from monday night my partner Derek landy and i split a team we had the number nine pick in an absolutely loaded league this league includes lindy hinkleman two-time champion of the main event a hall of famer and winnings over five hundred and seventy thousand with the nfbc so he's not doing too bad in fantasy baseball glenn schroeder is in the league over four hundred thousand dollars of winnings uh sean childs and jim ferrari Form a duo in this one. Uh, Sean Childs is a Hall of Famer, uh, fantasy writer for Sports Illustrated. So the league is, there's amongst others in this league, there's uh, a lot of pros here, uh, minus myself. Uh, the first pick, we had pick nine, Justin Verlander, we ended up selecting. The first nine picks go as follows. Garrett Cole went one, Acuna went two, Yelich three, Betts four. Bellinger five, Mike Trout six, Jacob DeGrom seven, Lindor eight, and then we got to our pick, Justin Verlander nine. We debated whether it would be Verlander or Turner. We decided to go with pitching and took Verlander with the ninth pick. We were hoping that Mike Trout or DeGrom would fall to us at nine. They, of course, both went, but we were happy to get Verlander, solid arm. Um, In round two at pick 22, we took Clayton Kershaw. Leading up to that, Walker Bueller, who went 20, and Strasburg went 21. Those are two guys that we had. We decided to bump Kershaw up a bit, take him a bit early. Earlier on in the draft season in draft champions, I was getting Kershaw around 60, 65. But, of course, on opening night, he has a matchup with the Giants. So one of his 12 matchups this year is against a Giants lineup that he should be able to dominate. Third round, we went Aaron Nola, and fourth round, Kirby Yates. So four pitchers in a row. Obviously, we've bumped up pitching quite a bit. Fifth round, we went Vladimir Guerrero Jr. So our first hitter, didn't know he was playing at PNC Park at the time. We were hoping it would be uh, somewhere a little bit more hitting friendly, like maybe in Buffalo. Then sixth round, we went Brad Hand. So through six rounds, we had five pitchers, three starters, 
two closers and Vlad Guerrero. Um, we kind of shifted our attention to uh, hitters at that point. And we really focused on hitters in the central division, being that there are very few aces in the central. So we got Josh Donaldson, uh, Mike Mustakis, Mitch Garver, Ma- Max Kepler. So we loaded up on our hometown twins here. Um, overall, the draft was very competitive. We're looking forward to it. We took some some rookies of chances uh, later on. Dylan Carlson in the 17th. Um, of course, I talked about Cano, who we took. Teoscar, who we took. Um, we also backed up our, our Carlson pick with Tyler O'Neill, just in case Carlson doesn't get called up right away. And O'Neill's kind of the guy. Uh, 27th round, we took Shed Long, who I feel is a good value. He's going to be starting. But then we backed that up, of course, with D. Gordon, just in case if Shed's not hitting, Gordon can kind of slide in there. But then a week or two in, we can start dropping some of these guys and using some of our fab money on, on different players. So, yeah, very exciting to be back in the main this year. We had our fifth place finish back in 2010, kind of got out of it a little bit for a while, played different formats, but it's very exciting to be back in the main and uh, just look forward to having a good season, hopefully, and hopefully winning a little cash.